Good evening. Welcome to another session of U.S. History. Today we're going to be looking at the Cold War. Even though today we think the Cold War is over with, it seems like it is starting to pick up in the world again. So let's go back and let's look at what the Cold War actually is. <clears throat> After World War II, or at the end of World War II, when all of the Allies came together, they looked at Germany and they were just trying to decide how they were going to handle Germany. The Russians, the French, the English, and the U.S. met and they decided that they were going to split up Germany, including Berlin and the four sectors. Well, we kind of learned our lesson from World War I and we decided that <clears throat> we were going to take our three sections, the French, the English, and the U.S., and let the people determine what kind of government they wanted. They chose a democracy, or at least anti-communist. On the other side, Russia's first agreed to let Poland to decide, and then later they said, no, this isn't going to happen. So East, or West, uh, East Germany remains communist, East Berlin remains communist, and Russia decides that it's time to flex their muscles, and they decide that it is time to take all of Berlin. Since it's in Eastern Germany, that it only goes to reason. We weren't willing to give up our, our section, so the Russians have a blockade for Berlin. That blockade consisted of everything being shut down. That means no water, no electricity, no trucks, no trains. Nothing was coming in. There was a slight mistake that the Russians made, and that mistake was in the, our agreement that there would be an air corridor going into Berlin. We took advantage of that, and we began the Berlin airlift. In the Berlin airlift, our allies flew uh, supplies into Berlin to keep the Berliners alive and Berlin going. This went on for about a year, and the Russians flinch. They decide that, okay, they're not going to outlast us, so they give in. The communists then physically split East and West Berlin. They put a barbed wire down the middle of the town and had checkpoints to come in and go out. Later, this leads to the Berlin Wall. <clears throat> in the meantime... Uh, Truman comes out and he sees that from learning from World War I that we're not going to do the same thing as the you know, Europeans wanted with uh, Germany. We decide to help any country that is willing to fight communists. The first two countries we see the, the, the communists are putting on pressure is Greece and Turkey. Truman agrees for $40 million to give the Greece and Turkey to boost their economy. Later, the Marshall Plan comes around and extends this to any and every country in the world that is fighting communism. So as we go, the European countries are rebuilding, they're looking better. And we look across and we see there's a problem. That problem is 
Russia is building their military. They find out that we have a nuclear bomb, and so they have their own. This brings up a question of how did they get that information? Well, through the FBI's investigations, they find at least two Rosenberg, uh, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, are involved in the selling of nuclear information to Russia. They were involved with the Manhattan Project. They are arrested, they are tried, they are convicted, and they are executed for espionage. Alger Hiss is uh, also brought up in the investigation, but the only thing they could get him on is perjury. In the meantime, we have John, Joseph McCarthy who comes in and says, look, there are communists in our government and we're going to find them. He and the FBI go out and they start investigating, especially they were looking at the uh, Hollywood because Hollywood has the best ability and opportunity to spread communism through, the, uh, through mass media. As he comes up with people that are uh, related to communist and communism, he brings them before the Senate and he questions them. If it is determined that they are uh, connected to communism, then they are put on the black list. In Hollywood, this means they were not going to get a job. Doesn't matter how good of an actor or producer, they were blacklisted. This also applied to the everyday person. So as it starts creating problems, as McCarthy continues his investigation, he starts looking into the army and saying, oh, there are communists in the army. Well, he televises his uh, investigation, his questioning in the army, and the army lawyer stands up, one of them stands up and challenges him. And the American people see what kind of a bully he is. And at that point, he loses his power. He loses his ability to keep the investigation going. In fact, the Senate censors him. And that means that they do not allow him to be on any committees. They say that he's done wrong and he's just kind of sitting there. History shows us that later McCarthy dies of, of, of uh, alcoholism. So on with the Cold War. So what happens is, is during this time frame, we also have Korea. Now, Korea was a whole a complete country until the Japanese invaded in World War II and the Japanese take over Korea. At the end of World War II, we and Russia agreed to split up Korea at the 38th parallel. North Korea is communist, South Korea is anti-communist. Well, during this time frame, Russia gets uh, emboldened, they, get in, uh, they start pushing and give the North Koreans leader the opportunity to invade South Korea to reunify. This works. It pushes everybody back. 
to the southern part of the Korean Peninsula. The UN steps in and declares that this is wrong. This is, and so they gather all of their the countries gather their military, and they start going in. MacArthur, who was over in Japan, running Japan after World War II, is asked to come to run the war in Korea. He comes in and he does something that's very unorthodox. He comes in right below the 38th parallel and invades Korea, splits the North Korea uh, troops in half, and cuts off their supply line. Then we're able to start pushing the North Koreans back, back towards the 38th parallel and up to the Yalta uh, River, which is the, the border between China and North Korea. The Chinese then start getting afraid and frightened, and they say, okay, then we start seeing Chinese uh, troops coming in. At this time, China says they're volunteers, uh, even though they're wearing uniforms. They beat us back to the 38th, about the 38th parallel, and Truman is not wanting to go back into China. McCarthy has said, told Truman, advised Truman, let's go into China, let's take it over, or we're going to have to deal with this later. Truman's goal and objective was back, pushing the North Koreans back to the 38th parallel. We were there. They signed a, a truce, which means that they agreed not to shoot at each other. Today, North Korea and South Korea are still at war, and if you listen to the news recently, you will see that North Korea again. The North Korea leader today is the grandson of the Korean North Korean leader that invaded South Korea. He has threatened uh, the United States directly, and so that part of the Cold War is still going on. Russia is still flexing its muscles. Uh, nuclear weapons are going to start being manufactured again, and so it seems like that Cold War is starting over again. So this is just a quick summary of what the Cold War was. I hope you come back again and check in to see what else is going on. Thank you so much.